Hello, hello. Wow, has it been a fucking minute. So much has changed. So many lessons have occurred. And today I want to share with you seven major lessons that I've taken away from being away. Welcome to the Unlearning Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Slaughter. I'm an embodiment coach, a speaker, a facilitator of healing, and I am just so fucking stoked to be back. So my first lesson was sometimes you're pushing things off because you truly don't have capacity. Sometimes it's because you're scared and sometimes it's both. I was supposed to come back out with a podcast in October of 2021. And this fall when it came time to record, I was navigating the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, like the laying awake at 3 a.m. trying to figure out how you're going to make ends meet kind of ups and downs of entrepreneurship. And I had to get really discerning with my time and put that behind paid projects so then I could like really be able to show up for this in the way that it needs to for it to take off. So I focused on my one-on-one coaching, and I was like, I'm going to have it come out in December. Then the funniest thing happened. I I say funny in a very unfunny way. My wife and I separated in December, so I pushed it back to 2022. This is an example of true capacity. I did not have the capacity, nor did I have the space for this project. But then when it came time to record... My inner fears of being seen, my fears of being stretched energetically, those all came out like a rampant in my brain. And what I learned is this, is that like we make things out to be bigger than they are, especially if we have like if they have a lot of steps and we're neurodivergent or if we haven't done it in a while, we can put these like really unrealistic expectations for perfection. So I had to let that pressure go. So I'm recording this now in March of 2022, the absolute beginning of March. And I had to let that pressure go. Like I had to realize that B plus work that actually gets into your little beautiful ear holes is better than A minus work that stays on my computer. So thank you to my sweet friend, Rachel Gibbler, for that one. She also, she has a podcast, It's Fucking Spiritual, and you should 1000% go check it out. If you like this, you will like hers. So what did I have to do? I fucking set, I'm literally set up under my loft. I didn't even take out my big mic. So we are recording in my earbuds and I'm honestly just like going with it. It is not going to sound the best, but it is going to get out to you. And that's what matters. So if you're having perfectionistic tendencies, I'm going to leave that in there. I'm not even going to edit it out. If you're having perfectionistic tendencies getting in the way, ask yourself, why are you doing this anyway? Get clear as fuck on your purpose and the servitude that's underneath the action that you're doing. Is this an alignment issue or is this a fear of being seen or like a trauma issue? Because if it's an alignment issue, then don't fucking do it. Like if it's truly out of alignment with your purpose, don't do it. But if it's a fear of being seen or a fear of taking up space, then babe, it is time to work through that. The next question to ask is like, how can I lower the bar that's required for this activity? Like what is actually keeping me stuck? So for example, for me, the answer was the mic. I didn't want to have to deal with it. I didn't want to have to you know, deal with the editing. And so I had to sit with myself and be like, 
then don't fucking use that mic. Barely fucking edit it. Like, it doesn't need to be perfect. Then I just had to get okay with it being imperfect. And now we are taking action because I've lowered that fucking bar of expectation. And I want you to do that for yourself because I know that you have something on your heart. I know that you have something deep within you that is wanting to be expressed in the world. And I want you to ask yourself, what is it that's actually keeping you stuck? Is it a true capacity issue or is it because you are scared of something? Because if you usually run on like burnout or near burnout, I want you to ask, are you busy with purpose and intention or are you just keeping yourself plain busy? Because there is something deep within you that wants to be birthed into this world. You just need to decide to take messy action towards it. Lesson number two, we can't control the shit that gets delivered to our door, but we can choose what to do with it. So if you imagine it like a literal pile of crap, okay, you have three options. Do you throw a bit of a fit about it? Do you try to ignore it or do you deal with it? So if you try to throw a fit about it, you can just be like, this is, this isn't fair. I didn't order this. I didn't ask for this. We can be, you know, pressing against just what is and not accepting that there's literal shit on the porch and I need to take care of it. Okay. It's not actually going to be helping me to be stuck in a victim mentality when going through all of this change. It's just going to compound pain that's already there. So two, do you try to ignore it? What's, what's that going to do? We, we do this all of the time where we'll just ignore our pain or ignore this frustration that we are having and not communicate it to people. And then so in this analogy, if you try to ignore it, you're going to try to walk around it. You're eventually going to step in it, get it on, get this crap on your shoes and go walk around your whole house and get your whole house dirty instead of just dealing with it. And the dealing with it, it may be unpleasant to pick it up and it's going to be smelly having to like pick it up in this, you know, doggy poop bag and go take it to the, the garbage. It's going to be smelly. It's going to be unpleasant, but it's also the best for the long-term good. I want you to deal with, and I'm willing myself to be unpleasant in the short run, deal with the unpleasant things in the short run in order for the long-term good. So I don't want to have it last longer than it needs to. I don't want to walk around and get it, you know, try to ignore it and get it stuck on my shoes and muck up everything and let it fester. I wanted to deal with it. So my lesson here that I want you to take away is that like when big things fall away, it's like a big fucking vacuum of opportunity. So we can look at the loss or we can look at the opportunity for all of this new shit. Like hold space for the grief, but I know now how much better my energy is used if that's not my main focus. So if you're going through something big and massive transitional, like a divorce, I want you to ask yourself, what if this is clearing out things for my highest good? How would I act? If this stuff is lighting you up and your inner voice is starting to nudge you to explore this work, I want to give you a safe container filled with love to guide you through this deep transformational shadow work and exploration. So check out the one-on-one embodiment mentorship in the show notes. 
The details are in the coaching tab on my website, and I'm also offering a bonus hour of coaching for my podcast listeners that sign up for the six-month container. So just tell me you're an unlearner, and I will get you sorted. This is going to be valid all month long until 4-31-22. If you are listening to this after this, it will probably not be available, but for the month of April, take this as your sign to follow that inner voice. Lesson number three that ties into the past one. When we're going through trauma, we're going to reach for some kind of consistency or grounding. Like it's just a natural impulse in our brain. It's our job to choose what we allow ourselves to reach for, for that grounding and connection. So are we making moments for Zen and connection with the universe? Or are we reaching for alcohol or some kind of vice? Are we trying to like stuff it down or are we processing? So good processing can come from journaling, taking time to breathe. If you need to cry, talk to reach out to your support network. These are moments of big opportunity. They can set you up for massive transformation or can set you up for falling into old patterns. Now, I know, I know, I know that numbing out is easier than sitting with feelings, but sitting with them is how they get released instead of fester. So my dear, choose the long-term healing over the short-term numbing. That journaling, the breathing, the embodiment work, choose that long-term healing over short-term numbing. When I was in my early 20s, I used to drink a lot. I used to over drink and I used to do it in a way that was trying to numb out from the other parts of my life or previous decisions I had made or things like just things that weren't going right. And I've tried to be really conscious and aware of the amounts and the intentions behind if I'm choosing to drink. And it comes to other behaviors that like I've started or stopped, which actually leads me to my next lesson, which was that setting new habits and breaking old patterns is actually way easier to do when not steeped in the environment in which they were created to cope. So like I stopped chewing my nails. I started eating more whole foods. I cut way back on what I was like drinking or smoking and Honestly, it's 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 huge and it's happened because there was so much opportunity because there was so much loss and for that I am grateful. Lesson number 5. I used to really really need to have like closure. Like I needed to be I needed to have my truth seen and heard in order for me to be able to move on. And this time I realized that it is a real ass power move not needing to be seen and understood in order to heal and move on. Like I had to disconnect my sense of self and my inner knowing with the perspective that was being projected onto me. My responsibility is not to manage other people's perspectives of me. My responsibility is to manage how I am operating in the world, how I'm serving the world, how I am embodying my purpose, that's my responsibility. My responsibility is to show up with love, kindness, and being heart forward. That's my responsibility. Anything outside of that, I'm disconnecting from. 
So on that same note, like I had this realization that the circumstances don't have to get easier for my internal reaction to get a whole lot easier. Like there's a level of healthy detachment and acceptance of what is instead of what should be. That comes from a lot of mindfulness work and reflection and meditation. Like I get messages from y'all all of the time about what, how do you start or like how did you get this far? Like it's mindfulness work, reflection and meditation over the span of like a whole fucking decade has gotten me here. Lesson number six. Emotional pain is just emotional pain. I can inflate it with struggle and make it harder or I can try to minimize the struggle and just deal with the pain. When I was in my early 20s and when I dealt with basically any major breakup, it would rock me in really major fucking ways because I would be so caught up in what my ex was doing or if they're moving on or if I was moving on. I'd be caught up in all sorts of vices and every single time my depression and my anxiety would get really really unhealthy and it would take over my life like I've given away that much power before and I decided that I will never give that away again because while the emotional pain sucks it's not going to kill me unless I give it the power to take over my life again so my internal monologue my internal peace is my own and yours is yours so I encourage you to sort through the trauma, sort through the pain and see where you are adding struggle, where you are adding judgment, where you are outsourcing your power to other people and bring that internally. And number seven, the internet is craving more authenticity, not just a highlight reel. I've had so many people message me thanking me for sharing the in-depth healing journey, not just the good, the bad, the ugly. It hasn't been a linear journey, and I've tried to share that as much as I can. And the internet needs more of that. And what I want you to take away from this is that you don't have to show up perfect. In fact, we don't want you to. We want you to show up as you are. So that way, people can like learn from you in that way. I had somebody message me that like, I'm growing through this like a beautiful lotus in the swamp. And I thought that was so fucking resonant. Because I am choosing my growth, my transformation for me. And I encourage you to do the same. Share it with your people. Allow other people to be inspired by you. But they can only be inspired if you share it. So what can you look forward to in this next chapter, you ask? Well, I am so glad that you fucking asked. We're looking at more heart-forward bad bitchery. We are going to be taking up space unapologetically. We are going to be having so much integration and embracing all that we are, was, and will be. We are going to have more trauma healing, more inner child work, more practical manifestation work. This transitional chapter as informing season two so heavily from navigating all the trauma, healing through change, finding the lessons in the spiritual smackdown of it all, and most importantly, coming out on the other fucking side with deeper integration and love for myself and more healed pieces. Are you fucking ready to go? I want you to, if you have not yet, 
I want you to leave me a review because it means the fucking world to me and share this with a friend because this season is going to light you up. It is going to help you heal and is going to help you show love to the places that need it the most. I love, love, love you. Be good and I will see you soon.